0: You know, we're living in a society but they want to deliver vast amounts of information over the internet. It's, it's a series of tubes. We're supposed
1: to act in a civilized way. Allison, can you explain what internet is? Welcome. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Indirect Message. I wanted to try something slightly different today. Um and perhaps going forward, which is a very open-ended conversation. So far, a lot of my interviews, um, you know, I've really tried to keep things on topic to steer the ship a little bit more. And I think of that as sort of like an old habit from YouTube. But in the conversations that are coming up here soon, I wanna make space for people to talk about what's on their minds in the moment without pressure to fit under a specific topic. So let's give it a spin. Joining me today is Ariel Scarsella. She is an LGBT YouTuber and a lesbian influencer. She's also an old friend of mine from YouTube land. Ariel has had an interesting journey from sex ed on YouTube to the center of the culture wars online. Her journey and experience kind of resonates with me. In some ways, I feel like what people maybe suspected me of uh, at some point actually happened to Ariel her political views and her content became noticeably more conservative. And because of that, she's a somewhat controversial voice on YouTube. But to me, she's one of the few that hasn't lost herself. And she continues to speak authentically from the heart. Now, before we dive in here, a couple of things. First, content warning, trigger warning. <laughs> I don't know what it's called now, um, but there is a lot of frank discussion of sensitive gender and sexuality issues in this episode. Second, I want to talk about the term woke, which comes up several times in our conversation. As I was editing the episode, I realized, oh, shoot, we actually never defined what we're talking about here. And as you know, I'm all about defining your terms. There's some debate about the term woke and what it means, and different groups of people use it differently. I think initially, woke referred to people with a deeper understanding of social issues. You know, people who go beyond the textbooks, who think critically about the history and context of today's social problems. But like all language, the term is evolving. To many people, woke refers to a particular type of social justice activism. You probably know the kind, especially if you spend any time online. I'm going to attempt to describe it. self-righteous hypercritical, alarmingly dogmatic. I'm an ex-Mormon, and to me, wokeness looks a lot like religion, with all its own specialized jargon and evangelizing to spread the good word. Unfortunately, it weaponizes shame and threatens damnation in its attempts to do that. Another key feature of this, to me, is that wokeness positions arguments in black or white terms. If you're not 100% with us, then you are against us. And that makes you a bigot. Or maybe even personally responsible for a tragic suicide or murder. It's all very extreme. There's no nuance, no gray area, no room for discussion. What's most ironic to me, though, is that woke activism centers the performance of social justice activism, usually on social media, over the types of meaningful action and thankless work that happens on the ground. And that's why all the woke figureheads are influencers, they're journalists, they're celebrities. They are not local community leaders and heroes. So, for the purpose of this conversation, when I say woke, or when Arielle says far-left is the term she kept using, this is what we are talking about. And I wanted to be clear about that because I think most critiques of woke activism tend to come from a conservative worldview. I'm uncomfortable with the implication that often follows that social justice activism as a whole is unnecessary or harmful. So that's not where I'm coming from here. And from what I can tell, it's not where Ariel is coming from either. All right, enough pontificating. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Um, I'm gonna introduce you as the lesbian gone alt-right Nazi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> I'm fine with that, listen, listen just fully
0: leaning into it at this point? I I mean, I mean, the words at this point mean nothing anymore. So like, I'm fine with it. The, the word Nazi and racist and transphobe and misogynist, they have no meaning anymore. These people use them just to, to to hate on other people that they disagree with, so
1: it's true. But don't yeah. you think it, used by some people, it still has some meaning? Like people who don't throw it around for oh yeah, know, of course. I disagreed with a person on the inf- internet, therefore genocidal.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in that case, I would say for those people, don't call me that because I don't. That's actually not what I am. But you know, yeah, <laughs> it's become a joke. Everything is transphobic now. Everything is racist. Like cereal cereal boxes are racist. Like, this is insane. You know what I mean? Like, it, It's true, but don't you think some of that's kind of manufactured? I think some of it is manufactured to continue the race war and race baiting, 100%.
1: What do you mean by race war? Like, are you referring specifically to, like, the everything is racist Yeah, trope? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. Everything is racist. Every, everybody's terrible. The systemic oppression and, and and white supremacy and all white people are evil and all these things. And I don't think the majority of people actually believe that. Yeah, I think it's just propped up by the media. Um, and internet people. And internet people because, you know, it's, it's A, it's easy clicks, right? And I guess you could say propaganda, like there's, there's propaganda behind it to make people want to take, you know, pick a side, so to speak. And a lot of people, because they don't want to be labeled as such as a racist or whatever, they're siding with people that are on the far left more mm-hmm. just because they don't want to be re- labeled as such. And I don't blame people. For for doing that, because it's a shitty label to have. Nobody wants to be labeled racist or transphobic or sexist or whatever. I mean, literally today, um, well, a few days ago, technically, I got a message from a sponsor of mine after I put the post up. And of course, I'm still going to get paid for the post because contracts are a thing. Somebody made a comment and they didn't like what the person had to say and they wanted me to take the post down.
1: This is like kind of the cancel culture stuff, I guess, where you try to go after someone's pocketbook. Right.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's it's te- it's textbook abusive behavior.
1: Yeah, I saw that video you posted. I th- I thought that it was really interesting. You and I have talked in the past about some of the abusive dy- dynamics of being a woman on the mm-hmm. internet. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, I experienced that stuff from the right wing too in the past.
0: Yeah the horseshoe the horseshoe theory is a real thing, right? The far left and the far right are closer dynamic wise than they than they would like to believe right which is which is why you and I are, are I think in my opinion and most of my sane friends are actually more center whether that's center left center right or just in the center I think that's the only healthy place <laughs> to be really
1: I am I consider myself pretty left
0: you're not but you're not you're not far left I'm not woke that's what say. that's that's why that's what I'm saying right we're just defining the word differently like w- woke is the far left you are not that <laughs> You are not that at
1: all. Yeah, no. I mean, I think I, like, see some of the merits in some of the really far lefty stuff. Like, I see I see what you're trying to do there. I just, um, I think the method is really flawed, and obviously there's a lot of hypocrisy there. Um, but, you know, it, I think it's interesting that we both kind of got into this little internet shitstorm by making sex ed videos on YouTube.
0: I know. Who knew sex could be so controversial? <laughs> I thought everyone was supposed to enjoy sex.
1: I know. It It does on its surface. Sex right. seems like a really easy and fun topic. Right. Um. At least like when I was a teenager, I was like, hell yeah, sex, great. Orgasms, yeah. let's do it. Vaginas, bring it on. But it became so fraught. It became so political. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What was your experience like kind of, you know, starting out doing sex ed and your evolution to where you're at now. Yeah, I think,
0: I think it makes, I think you and I came to the same conclusion where it became like the the people that were originally, you know, considering us to be pioneers in our space started calling us, you know, hateful bigots. <laughs> and we were kind of like, where the hell did we go wrong? And I think a lot of it has to do with third wave feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, everybody is welcome where nobody is, you know, or nobody's welcome kind of thing. And it's like, how the hell can you be inclu- so inclusive that you're, you know, you can't be
1: that inclusive in, in sexuality or in, in, in sexual orientation. Sexual orientation by its nature is not inclusive. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also just, just being a woman, you know, is also, in my opinion, not inclusive. There's a lot that goes into being a woman and, you know, in society and biology. If, if mental is a thing, then that's a thing, too. You know, and it's it's everything has become so watered down. And how can you talk about a topic and make that you're living? You and I are educators, right? We're trying to teach somebody something or teach the audience that's watching us something. How can you teach that to a person when it's so watered down? You don't know what the hell you're teaching them anymore. Like you have to
1: you have to come from a a place, you know, you have to come from a place and you have to have a language to describe what you're talking about. Exactly. And that language is all considered flawed these days and, and
0: problematic and whatever, You know, and the language is changing every day.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of it is not helpful language. And I think that there's got to be a place for us to talk about what words are useful and what's not. But on the internet, it's like every 10 minutes, we're supposed to be using different terminology. And then people are constantly angry when you can't keep up. Keep up. Like Mm -hmm. Tumblr decided a different word was better yesterday. And I filmed my video three days ago. So what am I supposed to do now? (laughs)
0: Oh <laughs> god! Like
1: this con- this constant sort of chasing. That's what I felt like early on, this chasing of trying to, I, I-, I do want to be inclusive in yeah. the language and stuff, but I, I do think there's got to be like some, we have to be reasonable here. It's the constant goalpost,
0: the goalpost shifting, which is also an abusive tactic. It's like, you have to, you have to, if you don't want to be an abusive person in that way and you want to believe that people mean well. Mm-hmm. You have to allow them some leeway to make, quote, mistakes, you know, because mm-hmm. people can't keep up. And if people mean well, then take it at face value. They they mean well. They're not trying to upset people. They're not trying to be racist or trans or whatever. They mm-hmm. just might say something that, you know, is a little bit more an old school of, what you know, old school thought or way of saying things. It doesn't mean they're hateful.
1: So is that what got you more interested in the political side of Sexuality issues. When we talk about you know sexual orientation and same
0: sex or sex based rights and same sex based rights, right? It's a direct it, it it's it's directly affecting law. I'm I'm honestly you know when I'm seeing you know trans women and, and uh, who have who have undergone no surgery, no horm- no hormones, you know going into women's prisons and they're sex offenders and who might who knows they might be trans women, they might be men. Pretending to be trans
1: women. But that's an issue, right? Like, either way, it's an issue. I, I feel like that wasn't really the conversation before, though. Like, that is what people are talking about right now. But let's say five years ago. Oh, five! I could say five years ago, people started
0: defining the word woman differently. Because the word trans started meaning something
1: different. I, I think that's when it got complicated, too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you can't say the word woman um, without, without being putting offensive. a bunch of s asterisks after it right um yeah I, I i think that is kind of the genesis for me too it's like well people got mad at me for saying male and female it, which is which is a real thing like hello well the problem was that then when i started saying people who have vaginas or people who have penises that wasn't that wasn't okay either it's just like oh okay i i guess i should just not talk
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's literally exactly, is that what you're
1: saying that's Just exactly what quiet? they're saying that's exactly what they say
0: which is misogynistic
1: <laughs> i agree there, there's certainly a strain of that but i think there's also some well-intentioned people who are like let's engage in a conversation about how to discuss these things in an inclusive uh, way that speaks to more people's experiences rather than less and i get that for a lot of conversations sometimes it's not about everyone though Sometimes it's just about
0: vaginas. Sometimes it's <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So like, there's oh my god, I'm gonna do this book soon, a review on this book of an Amazon book written by I don't know some illustrator, and it's called Girl Sex 101. And... Oh,
1: I know the author of that.
0: Oh Lord. Okay, so apparently there's a this, this is this is my viewers that send me this told me to review this book. Apparently there's like a big section just dedicated to women having penises and, and how to have sex with women penises. And it's like, okay,
1: but like But they, I mean, you're not you're not you're not against trans women. No. Are I'm you not. against trans women calling themselves women or something?
0: No. I'm against I, I think I think my problem is calling it lesbian sex when it involves penises. Oh. I think that's my problem. Mm,
1: okay. Because it's not homosexual. What, should,
0: what do you think that people should I, call it? I'm queer, I guess. Queer. Queer, I think, because it's more encompassing of what it is.
1: Whereas lesbians is two vaginas. It doesn't matter. To I mean, well what to, about a trans it's, well, it's homo- man?
0: Well, then it's queer. It's queer because it's a, a somebody that's on testosterone, uh, you know, assumingly, right? But it's still homo. But it's still homosexual. It's two. It's same sex. If we're going to talk about sexual orientation and sexuality and sex education, you have to say that it's homosexual sex because the risks. And the way you that you handle things are different than if somebody were a straight man that had a penis.
1: Yeah, the the disease risk, the pregnancy Everything. risk, the right. cancer screenings, all Correct. these things are related to sex. But here's my question. Um, that means that anybody who's trans can't use the word lesbian? In in my opinion,
0: lesbi- a lesbian is somebody that is attracted to female characteristics. Secondary and primary sex characteristics.
1: Wouldn't that... Be straight men?
0: No, well, no. sorry, sorry. Somebody who is a woman. <laughs> sorry, somebody who is a woman. Okay. Or pre- at least presents as a woman. Okay. And is also into women that present as women. Secondary and primary sex characteristics.
1: I see what you're saying. <clears throat> I can also see how maybe you got thrown into this conversation about, like, the very specifics of sex. Right. Um, more aggressively than I did because you're gay.
0: Right. Yeah, and people take us they don't take us seriously enough as lesbians as as it is like we're the least you know we're we're always taking the least seriously because you know rightfully so though because women women's sexuality not sexual orientation is more fluid than men's generally speaking um so I understand Uh, why you're saying this
1: as an observation or you
0: I think that's no I think that's probably accurate I mean I could be wrong because maybe men's is just as fluid and they're just not going to be open about it ever
1: I think there's probably a socialization element there. I think I do think there's a lot more bisexual
0: men than that people would, you know, admit to themselves. Um, but I think that's a reason why people don't take lesbians as seriously, and also just because they're like, oh, it's just two women, like they're not, not even sex.
1: Right. There's like all the homophobic tropes of yesteryear.
0: It's misogyny at play too. It's like considering, you know, femininity to to not be taken as seriously is you know, with sexuality, with, with sexuality, I guess.
1: And I think what underscores all of this is that this is complicated. The right. interplay of sex, of sexual orientation, of identity, how you see yourself, how others see you, who you mm-hmm. want to date, how you have sex, all of this stuff is, like, very complicated. And so something that strikes me as a little bit um, sinister about some of the sex, sexuality conversations that are happening now is you know, everything's skewed as bad faith. Like, is there a way for us to talk about this in a way that's sensitive? I don't know if the way we're talking about it is sensitive, but, you know, it feels like there is no way to do that when you talk about some of this stuff because people's feelings get hurt.
0: Right. Exactly. You nailed it. It's like, pun intended. It's like everybody's feelings are involved in this, especially when it comes to something as delicate, I guess, as, as identity in regards to sexual orientation
1: yeah that's probably another thing that makes it very difficult is just the the emotional uh aspects of this topic it's very difficult to talk about i mean certainly in front of hundreds of thousands maybe millions of people for some of my videos that just felt like (laughs) right throwing myself in the lion's den like there's just not gonna it, it can't work on that scale um and that's part of why i don't really talk about sex stuff anymore even though i kind of want to I'm still a sex nerd deep down um you you still talk about lesbian sex stuff on your channel I do yeah are are you still you know passionate about it do you still feel the same drive as you did when you first started I I I I, it's it's gone a different direction now Mm -hmm. it's
0: it's become about it's it's less about like okay like this is what lesbian sex might mean and this is you know it's more now about specifics of it um so I try to be more specific with my words and I try when I talk about these I guess difficult topics I try to explain why it's important to assign meaning to each word and not just be like well anyone can use any word that they identify with like that's actually not helpful
1: you know I feel for you in a lot of ways because I feel like people accuse you all the time of being obsessed with transgender stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. and Having been on your end of the camera, you're kind of forced to um, incorporate all of these aspects into the conversation. And so, I don't know. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's I'm exactly what it air. is. Although maybe some of your more recent stuff is like a little... I mean, sometimes I watch your videos and I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> like which one? I don't, I don't know. Okay. It's not that I don't believe you. I just feel like... Whatever the internet thinks you are is not correct. Like and and maybe there's like some dissonance between how you present yourself and who you actually are. Do you feel like there's any like, think, disconnect there? I think
0: that I well I mean it's it's it is just a very small subset of my feelings at that that moment, right? So of course it's going to be a disconnect because
1: it's like Sure, it's, not, know, a it's not a full Right picture of you it's a five minute video or whatever. Clip, right
0: and but I also do think that I'm aware that I have to kind of like as you said you know at the beginning of the chat like I have to lean into what people are accusing me of because what am I going to do just keep being on the defensive I might as well stand by my what I think and people are going to be offended absolutely no matter what
1: at mm. this point
0: so I have to kind of just be a little bit more bitchy, I guess is the I guess is what you're looking to say. But it's I guess like,
1: that, that like are you trying to be offensive?
0: I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying I'm just not censoring myself as much as I did before. You know? I don't I don't think okay. it's helpful to censor myself anymore. And I I mean
1: yes, I, I don't think anybody should censor themselves. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm advocating for. But I feel like the t- your tone has become a little bit um like more Conservative, right wingy, I mm-hmm. guess. It, I you know what? That's what I don't believe.
0: <laughs> that I'm a right winger. I don't consider myself a right winger. I don't think even I don't think any of my conservative friends even would call me a conservative. I think every single one of them, including friends like Sydney Watson, tell me that I'm I'm moderate. Like I'm a classic liberal libertarian. Yeah. And I think because I do talk about some right wing talking points and I understand where people on the right are coming from. Even if I might not fully agree with him, I'm going to get labeled as such, you know? And that's fine. Like, people are going to label me however the hell they want, even though they tell nobody to not label anybody. They do it to me anyway.
1: Yeah, so. you know what? Actually, looking, I'm looking at your YouTube channel right now. Um, I guess I would describe your channel not necessarily as like advertising that you're conservative or something. You are wearing a MAGA hat in one. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Okay. That's another. Oh, that's, does it say gay again? It does. say Okay. Well, See? you're a troll.
0: So <laughs> yeah, I mean that. yeah, a little
1: bit, yeah. You you know that people are gonna think that's a MAGA hat. I Unless they squint I,
0: and well, zoom
1: in. Then that's HRC's fault for selling that hat. It's not my fault. Oh, you got it from HRC. How funny is that? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So they're leaning into it too. Exactly. Um See? a lot of misinformation about me out there. <laughs> well, okay, I, I don't think it's misinformation. I think it's branding. You're oh, yeah, branding, it's branding yourself too. a little bit more conservative than you used to um although when i look at this i actually see more of a gender critical lens but you yes. know i think a lot of people still don't know what gender critical is they you know there's a lot of like confusion about the different factions of feminists and mm-hmm. so they see this they see anti-woke stuff and they see gender critical stuff and they as assume conservative. conservative correct which which there are some that are conservative exactly yeah but there are also a lot that are liberal right Too right um so maybe there's like a little bit of um yeah we don't have the right language we don't have the right language to explain somebody like we right don't have language, shared but, language right. to describe what things are and that is important so i feel like that yeah. that is some of the confusion around what who you are what you believe it's like people associate you with the word conservative now and so right you Know opportunistic YouTube ecosystem people who kind of feed that machine. Um, you know, they portray you as super conservative, right wing, far right, whatever alt right, which is totally, totally uh, inaccurate. Yes.
0: Yeah, thank you for saying that.
1: Maybe anti woke.
0: Um, I, I would I say know. anti, yeah, I would say anti woke. Uh, I don't uh, like defining things against something that's not healthy. Yeah, pro, pro, do the work, pro, pro, um. <laughs> empowerment instead of being anti instead of being pro victimhood I'm pro empowerment pro do the work get your shit together stop blaming everybody else for your fucking problems that's that's where I'm at it's changing as time goes on it's I think more and more people are are becoming are shifting to the right a little bit not that doesn't mean they're becoming conservatives that just means they're shifting like I did because they're sick and tired of people not listening to them i think that's where a lot of people start changing their minds when they they're they're propping up all these oppressed groups and then you know and then now we're also an oppressed group and now we're not being heard you know because because we're not disabled or because we're not black or because we're not whatever you know and it gets frustrating after a while
1: i don't know if intersectionality as a theory said this is the new power structure but that's certainly what happened like the more oppressed identities you have the more power you have mm-hmm. the more privileged identities you have the least the less power you have right. or should have um and that's just a new hierarchy, right?
0: Yeah, it's exactly it's a, it's absolutely a pyramid. How is that <laughs> any different than what we're doing already? Than what they're claiming they hate?
1: Something that um has really changed for me, my questioning of a lot of this stuff is that I think intersectionality doesn't ad- adequately address class.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I and I think and I think I agree with that. And I also want to to one I want to one up you and say I think. When people talk about race, they're more likely actually talking about class as well.
1: Beside the maybe some of the issues they have with intersectionality mm-hmm. or the gender and sexuality stuff, what you know is your ideal vision of a liberal coalition?
0: I just wish that they were less combative. And that's internet,
1: though, isn't it? No, is uh, it, it doesn't. Does it have to be though? I feel like people are combative online, and in real life, eh, you mean you meet some assholes for sure. Right. Less common. Yeah. So that that feels internet-y to me. Yeah, I definitely
0: think it's, well, that's my job, right? That's our job. <laughs> so it's constantly in my face. A, a, a better world for me at the moment, I, I just feel like it would look more like people just agreeing to disagree, honestly. Not trying to cancel mm-hmm. people. Um, Accepting that people are at different stages in, in their growth and their understanding of di- people being different or thinking different. Mm-hmm. Um, and people seeing how hypocritical it is when, you know, when they have no other arguments, they just, you know, they revert to calling names and, and labeling people. And, you know, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's hypocritical because that's what they're, fi- they're called, they say that they're fighting against it. I wish that they could see how hypocritical the movement has become.
1: People have a hard time looking at themselves.
0: Introspection, yeah.
1: We all do. Right. Do you look at yourself? Do you think about this is who I am and this is what I'm putting into the world and this is what I like and this is what I don't like. I and-
0: do. Um and we could talk about astrology. That's that's just a Cancerian thing. We're always like nitpicky with ourselves, but <laughs> it's, we're neurotic. But um
1: well, you know, I don't believe in that shit. I know so you don't. Language. I know you don't.
0: But listen, you and your boyfriend are a perfect match astrology-wise, so whatever. Um,
1: what? A Gemini
0: and a Libra? Libra? Libra Gemini. Yes, absolutely. Look it up. Anyway, so... <laughs> 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 All right. It is. Um, yeah, when I look at myself, I look at, am I empowering people or am I allowing people to, to victimize themselves more? You know? Am I putting people... Am I, am I helping people see themselves for who they are, you know, I do my best, you know, I'm going to say what I have to say, but if somebody is upset by something, I do take it to heart. If, if I know the person isn't, you know, isn't a crazy woke person, if it's a crazy work person, in my opinion, there's no reasoning with them. But if I said something that could be outraged, right. But if, but if I said something like friends of mine, of course, like my friend, you know, he won't say it publicly, but he agrees with me on a lot of stances. And at the same time, he's like, you could have said this better. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I could have said that better. And, that, and that's, mm. in those situations, like, yeah, I'm still learning. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, so it, it depends on sense. where it's and coming
0: from. It depends on where the criticism is coming from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And something that I've noticed, sometimes the criticism is, accuses you of not listening. And I, I actually think you're a very good listener. Um, but you. like you just said, I think that you choose who to listen to, and right. I think that's actually really important because mm-hmm. on the internet, there anyone can say anything to you. If you right. don't have any sort of selection about right. who whose opinion or matters. feedback, mm-hmm. what feedback matters to you, you're gonna just <laughs> you're not gonna, you're gonna be you're not a stable person. Yeah, you're not, you're not even a person. It's. I mean, I I have been through that. It, it'll eat you. From the inside out, you know, that's not what we should be encouraging girls who are talking on the internet about things that matter to them. Like, we shouldn't be saying you need to constantly be, you know, checking yourself, constantly monitoring yourself. Yeah, check your women, cis women privilege and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I mean, maybe like think about your privilege, but don't just constantly be like ups- worried about what everyone on the internet's saying to you. Right. <laughs> Have you ever regretted something that you said or did, like that you had serious regrets about? Um, no, I would, I wouldn't say that because I'm continuously no making regret. content.
0: No, because, and I'll say, I'll say this because I have no serious regrets because I'm continuously posting content. So even if I do have a regret about something, I, I make an updated video about why I regretted saying it has hurt my in the past. So I'm. It, it's showing the growth, and I don't regret showing growth. I think it's important to show that aspect of hum- of humanity. Yeah, I'm saying exactly what I. Yeah, what I feel and what I truly believe. And people are like, oh, the grift money. I'm like, really? Where is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> what? It, well, the OnlyFans grift. That's your. That's your. Oh grift yeah. Now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but that. You know what? Let me tell you something. People would think that it's all men on there. It's like half women.
1: Well, you're gay. I would hope there are some. How, how is
0: that a grift then? How is that a grift? Because people <laughs> are like, oh, you're new male audience, da, da 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 And I'm like, um, my three biggest supporters are women, but thanks.
1: <laughs> mm. On OnlyFans. Yeah. I feel like if someone doesn't like what you do online. That's what they should. They throw you the word. get called a grifter. Exactly. They just throw the word out there. So how is OnlyFans for you? It's great. I love it. Honestly. Are you making a million dollars a month like Trisha Paytas? is she making that much money?
0: <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. I mean, I, that, make, that makes a lot of sense actually. No, I'm not making that much money. I'm making good money though. Um, and I'm not, I'm not selling myself short in my opinion. Um, and like, it's more, so ex- what are you doing? It's on exploratory. <laughs> uh, what I, are uh, you exploring? I'll sh- permission for me to send you some <laughs> of my pictures. I'll send you some to look at, but um, it's more exploratory and body positivity. Um, okay. than okay. like explicit, like that's never been me. It's never, never will be me. Mm -hmm. um and i think people are enjoying me view myself as uh as beautiful to be honest
1: yeah i love that i love that i feel like so much of how we view sexuality in the 21st century is like super over the top it's like very Mm -hmm. extreme which i participated in (laughs) i participated in (laughs) like what hardcore porn
0: no, no, like the over-the-top stuff. Like, I talk about squirting and, like, on my channel oh. I'm talking about. That's what I mean.
1: That's not over-the-top to me. I'm referring oh, okay. to, like, no, no. to, like, open up your asshole oh, no, and okay. show no. the world.
0: No, no, no. Okay, so we have different word, different, <laughs> r- different uses for that word, too, for over-the-top.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, squirting is just a thing some people do. I don't think that's over-the-top. No, I don't think so, either. I find it more sexy when some things are left unsaid you know And there's a little Mm -hmm. room i'm not talking about like okay you need to cover everything but your ankles situation i guess i just find a lot of hardcore porn stuff now not that enticing it's like it's like awkward i feel uncomfortable (laughs) no i agree with you i agree
0: with you and and some people might find it sexy but i i'm on your page i want to make content that makes me feel sexy and that type of content that you're talking about wouldn't so I don't do it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it won't make other people feel sexy. So I don't want to h- be a hater on there. It's funny when I try to go on dates with somebody, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you there must be so many so there must be so many girls in your DMs." And it's like, actually, it's just a bunch of people that are fed up with the bullshit that are mm. afraid to talk about the fact that they agree with me. Mm. And they'll post about it in their like on their secret accounts or they'll follow me on their secret accounts like every day, at least 10-15 messages. <laughs> 10, 15 messages per day, which is for me a lot because I don't have that many followers like on Instagram or something. Okay, and... let's
1: out all these people. Yeah. Who are
0: they? <laughs> I, I could, I could show a, t- a lot of other uh, LGBT YouTubers, to be honest.
1: Whoa, yep. dude. Yep. There's like this collective self-censorship happening. Yep. People yep, are yep, scared. Yep. Tying your income to people's validation. Yep, exactly. Is... Unhealthy. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not a great dynamic. It's a terrible dynamic, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why so many people don't actually say what they think, or act- they're two different people online and off. Like, you know, earlier we were talking about maybe your online persona versus the real you. I don't think there's a huge difference between the two. Like, you're a little more presentee or maybe even a little more feisty on your YouTube videos yeah, of course, than I find yeah. you in person. Of course. But I know some people on YouTube who just completely misrepresent who they are. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. It's like it's a, an absolute. It's like they're acting.
0: Oh, yeah, it's sociopathic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And millions of people are buying into this, and I'm just yep. like, wow. The internet is really—it's scary. It's really something. So, like, what is your interactions like with your male fans? On you said you have male and female yeah. fans on there. I mean, I what, treat them both the like? same.
0: I treat them both the same. Uh, like, i I treat the I treat them like people that that want that want me. <laughs> You know, and that's it. Like, it's just.
1: Can we you know? get into the weeds with this? Because I'm curious, like, do you flirt yeah. with them? Like, what is their relationship uh, like? I can't say that on
0: air. You,
1: you're you not going to tell me if you flirt with people? I mean, sometimes I do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. Do you know what they look like? Uh, some of them. Yeah, most of them. Some some of them have like, Um, they'll send me like pictures of them. Actually, uh. interestingly enough. The more you would think, like people like send me dick pics every five minutes. It's very rare that I get that. The men, well, they know you're gay. very respectful. Yeah, they're very yeah. respectful and yeah. they're respectful. They yeah. are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I could see how that might be like kind of fun. Yeah, I'm like okay, like yeah, you you fun here's With something it? that you're like, yeah, why not? <laughs>
0: I'll just send out a message. I send out a message every day, like I hope you like this, whatever, whatever. And they'll send me, oh, you look awesome. You look high, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the girls. You know, tip me, whatever, and everyone's been really I, – I don't think I've had many problems. I think I've had one issue with one person who was every five minutes asking for free content, and I just blocked him. Like, entitled little prick. Like, stop. Mm-hmm. um, Just annoying. And he was a young kid, like 20 years old, and I'm like, li- literally actually a kid living in his – actually living in his mom's basement type of thing. Oof. Yeah, like, that's like one out of, what, a thousand people that have, you know, checked out my stuff, but mm-hmm. – it's generally like you have to remember that you get what you pay for kind of thing the mm-hmm. people the people that have the money to pay for these kind of things or that are willing to pay for these kind of things are generally bigger supporters of you bigger supporters of yours
1: mm-hmm. so they will yeah.
0: be likely to respect you more i think yep
1: yeah for sure um sometimes i wonder about like this idea that a sort of uncritical examination of the slogan sex work is work like with OnlyFans being so pervasive mm-hmm. and young people growing up on the internet, mm-hmm. like, what do you think about encouraging people to, to participate, cur- encouraging, let's say, teenage girls to participate in something like OnlyFans when they're old enough?
0: I don't have a strong opinion on it because I I do believe that, like, my body, my choice. But, how do I say this? I don't know if it would be an ideal career choice, not that it's not fun, not that it's not, you know, good money and not that it hasn't brought many opportunities. I don't think it would be an ideal sole career choice. Does that make sense? Because to me, it it doesn't, it doesn't get boring, but if I wasn't doing other things like making important videos on topics that I, you know, on, on things that I want to change about the world, it would, I would feel a little vapid. Or to anybody that's doing that kind of work, I would say, what else do you have to offer besides your beauty? Because that doesn't last a long time. And that's also probably not what your, what your soul is here to do. And it got really spiritual all of a sudden, but that's the truth, you know? Like, what else do you have to offer the world?
1: No, I fully agree with that. And actually, I guess the reasons why I feel some reservation about OnlyFans is the same reason I feel reservations about being an influencer especially mm-hmm. the the influencers oh, yeah. that make it their job to be pretty and be right. the most inoffensive, milk toast. Like someone that just shows up at a, shows
0: up at the, the, the straight person that shows up at the gay pride parade with the pride flag but doesn't actually like say like what they think about gays or what they think the oh, word gay yeah. is or like anything. They just show up,
1: yeah. It's a branding choice. 100%. Yeah, like they're living their whole life and, and their relationships through the lens of what's good for my brand. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, they, some, some, some people, I remember a few years ago, people, there were a few straight YouTubers that were getting shit from the gay community. And, and I actually agreed with this in hindsight, because what the gay community started to say is, listen, like, we appreciate that you're, you know, standing up for gay rights, even if it's, even if you're not going into detail about it. But it was like during Pride Month, a lot of them were taking on branding opportunities. Oh. Yeah. And they were taking it away from gay people. So, to me, that would be to me that would be the same as myself if I if I agreed with Black Lives Matter the organization which I don't. If what? I did agree, the organization absolutely not.
1: Okay, finish your thought. We'll go back to that.
0: Let's say if I was in a, a Black History Month, February's coming along, and you know we you know damn well like all the organization, all the brands like Old Navy and whatever the hell Nike, they're all having some for Black History Month. They all have something for Gay Pride Month. So, like that's like me going out and being like. Happy Black History Month, and I'm, like, wearing Nikes. Like, yeah. Like, that's, like, that's shit. Like, stop, yeah, taking, stop taking it away. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. You know, yes, I, I totally see what you're saying. I'm curious uh, what you think, then, in light of that uh, belief of yours, what you think about the argument that, like, straight people shouldn't play LGBT people on in movies and stuff.
0: I don't think that's true. I think they should.
1: So, I think anybody should be able to play any role if they're good enough at it. So what's the difference for you between you shouldn't take a Nike brand deal and black history? Because market. it's acting. Mm. Because it's acting and because. I do think acting is different than being an influencer. But is it? But do you do you feel some sympathy then for the argument that like there's so few trans roles and this story is written about a trans person and it's about celebrating us. I understand being that. Given to a straight white guy.
0: I understand that. But at the same time, then should a trans person only be able to play trans people? Like is that that that's basically the argument that they're giving, right? And I don't think that's good either.
1: I don't know if that is the argument that's being made. It's like we should be able to tell our stories, but there is, I think there is probably some logical inconsistency. That's that's all I'm trying to say. There, yeah, yeah. But I think it's coming from the place of look. There's limited opportunities. There's limited money here. This mm-hmm. is a place for us to tell our story during Pride Month or in this movie or mm-hmm. in Black History Month. Let us be the ones to tell that story you know mm-hmm. I I ask because I see both sides the, the merits of both sides of that argument you know no I do too I, I, I see both sides if I was casting a show about a trans person I would probably cast a tra- trans person but I can also see a situation where maybe there's an amazing actor who's really good in this role who isn't trans and they're an actor and that's what they're there to do is to act
0: right <laughs> No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's it there's it makes sense on both sides. Like I understand the argument on both sides. I just I tend to be like everybody should just be able to play a certain role if they're the best person for that role,
1: you know? Yeah. But for influencers it's a little different because you're not acting.
0: Right, because exactly. You're not act you're not acting, you're actually saying this is my community.
1: And this is my brand. And this is my
0: brand, and it's like you know it is different i feel like it is, it
1: is very different yeah, yeah. no I, it is different i just i see some overlaps there between no I, yeah those two there's debates. some but... so with black lives matter then you said you you fully support the cause but not the organization i'll i'll just be right up front i don't know a ton about the actual organization that's what why do you, what do you dislike? that's why you don't
0: it? like that's why you, you don't know i mean well just recently you know the person did you see the the news articles about the one of the founders buying like three four million dollar houses or whatever four million dollars and see that so that's that's a problem and it's all in white neighborhoods and you know
1: Hmm.
0: brianna taylor maybe some hypocrisy there oh my god it's you have to look into the organization it's it's a marxist organization like actually i almost said critically acclaimed (laughs) it's it's talking about (laughs) critically acclaimed critically acclaimed um yeah but they're like marxist
1: how like they they abolish the police stuff
0: that stuff and, and just the way they view government and the way they mm. view uh, how to spread uh, wealth you know, amongst people. Meanwhile, if they really believe that, would you bu- be buying a million
1: dollar houses <laughs> and calling it your money and not people's money? I guess with like your personal transformation, maybe even not a transformation, but just kind of coming into your own. Do you still have friends who are kind of woke lefty people?
0: no friends that are no friends that are lefties that are like far lefties which is why mm. i don't consider you a far lefty because we're still friends i think that <laughs> I, i'm being honest that's how i know like if you're still my friend you're not a far lefty like
1: you're not right because part of the far lefty belief system is that you shouldn't be friends with exactly. people who disagree with you
0: it's a it's an emotional abusive tactic like mm. psychology relationship abuse 101 you know if I don't like your friends, you can't be friends with them, and they and they seclude you and separate you, and and then they control you. I had that happen with my first girlfriend. She didn't like mm-hmm. any of my friends for a number of reasons. Who the hell knows at this point? I don't remember. It was ten years ago, longer than that. And you know, they 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 basically you know get you in a corner, and then when something bad happens, you have no friends to reach out to.
1: Yeah, and they, I definitely it, felt that strongly. Like when I started dating Chris. Like telling you who you can and can't date, who you can and can't talk to. There are people who are going to give me shit for talking to you. It's like, fuck off. You did not run my life. Yeah, but that's abuse. Yeah. Let's say there's theoretically someone who does, you know, subscribe to a more woke ideology, but doesn't think that we have to, you know, destroy friendships with people who we don't uh, fully agree with.
0: I'd be happy to be friends with them. (laughs) I would. I really would. Because I don't judge a person based on where they're at at this moment in their life. As long as they're not gonna judge me where I'm at at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different ways of growing, you know? I would say, I would say on like why it's important to define words. I have strong disagreements with friends on that. Cause a lot of my friends are, are just as spiritual as I am. So mm-hmm. they'll kind of be like free hippies. Oh, we can call anyone what they want and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yes, in theory, that's great. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, like
1: that's not that's how the like world works. Of postmodern thought, right? So we're Right. Break down the words and the categories into smaller and smaller categories until they don't exist anymore. Right. So, I mean, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, but I don't know if it's still applicable, is yeah. how to maintain friendships and relationships with people who are very different.
0: It depends on if if it's if it's you know off, what what they're offering into your life. Like, what are you offering me? Mm -hmm. it's true love love true love is supposed to be unconditional but that's not actually accurate in my opinion because then you would love everybody (laughs) I think love is conditional I think love is conditional and I think that's fair because you have to be selfish sometimes and say like is this person offering more love or more introspection or more money or you know more thought-provoking conversations in my life if are they making me feel bad about myself you know, what's the point of having them in my life if they're doing none of the above or all of the above, you know?
1: Mm. so That's about like what they bring to the table emotionally.
0: Well, yeah, because mentally, like I have very thick skin, but if you're consistently trying to make me feel like shit, I'm not here for that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to accept myself for that anymore. You know?
1: I fully agree with the advice you're getting, giving. I, um, I'm just like, oh, that's. That's less optimistic than I was hoping for. Sorry. Well, you have to be realistic, right? You have I, to be know, realistic. You have I know. I know. I mean, I'm not like, let's all play kumbaya. Or whatever. You know, it's like, right. I know that people have dis- disagreements, not have relationships for you. But, you know, I feel like the world's a little bit broken. I feel like people break off relationships so fast. And, you know, I, I had a lot of good friends on the internet who just kind of like, we had built relationships over years and they just never spoke to me again. And part of me just doesn't want that to be a thing. I wish it wasn't, but maybe that's the way it is now. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I know, I know you're like, you You want more love. And I think the thing is I that- they want there people
1: is... to see each other, to try to see each other, try harder.
0: I know, I think there is more love. I think it's just, one of my tattoos, um, I only have like two of them, but my second tattoo says, wishing you the best of doorways. And my dad wrote that in my high school yearbook. And to me, what that means is, stop looking at the doors that are closed you know you, you keep trying to open that door but they closed it and you can't open it because they want it to be closed it's like it only takes one person to end the relationship type of thing you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. look at the other doors there's plenty of love with other doors that are open and so there, there are plenty there is plenty of love out there it's just it's just gonna be from other people sometimes and that's okay so
1: yeah. that's the optimism behind it yeah that's true That's true. And it's true. What is it? Look at the doorways. Wishing you the best of doorways. Wishing you the best of doorways. All right, my dears. Thank you for your ears and your open minds. I'll see you next time.